so we are so excited to be here today to talk about the latest episode of Chesapeake Shores. This is Chesapeake Chats. This is uh, season three, episode three, The Rock is Going to Roll. And I'm Rachel, and I have Lisa here with me to talk about this episode. Hi. Yay. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So last week's episode, we all thought was kind of strange, right? Yes. It, it had some good moments, but it was weird. <laughs> and yeah. it just, and I think that, I think it was maybe Casey who said that they, that was their way of just kind of burying the land trust. It's like they, so they addressed it, but then we're not going to hear about it again the rest of the season. Um, and, but like, so I, I think that she was totally right about that. I really do. Because I, I think they just had to like have that conflict, but then they just wanted to get rid of it as quickly as they could. Right. <laughs> Which was really interesting. Uh, and so we kind of saw that also sort of some strange choices coming into this episode, but I, I definitely felt like this was a much stronger episode and it had some of probably some scenes that will end up being sort of iconic, I think in this episode. Yeah. Did yeah. You agree? I, yes, I do. Yeah. So you liked it overall. I did. I did. Um, I thought the tension was a little bit better this episode. Um, I thought the, you know, like everybody's interactions, we kind of explored a little bit more. Um, yeah. yeah. I had fun with it. All right. Good. Great. Well, let's dive in. So we start out, this was like, Trace's shining hour this episode. Can you think of a a more pro Trace episode? Right. They are really, really going for the hey, he's gonna be like super stepdad. And yeah. I mean, sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Like he, he just seemed like the nicest guy in the world in this episode. It starts out with him teaching the girls how to line dance, and that was adorable. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean i tweeted that it gave me serious flashbacks to college and i was like this is both good and bad <laughs> flashbacks i'm having here but yeah it was funny i was like oh, wow i that took me way back in the day yeah, yeah. Oh, you were a line dancer in your day unfortunately yes i was for a brief time yes i was that's funny yeah, yeah. I am the worst dancer and that's not false <laughs> modesty. I am terrible. I have no, cause I'm like slightly dyslexic. And so my balance and just my, like, I'm just terrible at anything that requires like coordination or whatever, uh, really bad. So <laughs> it's not for me, but, um, but it was, I mean, it was like double cute because not only was he teaching them how to line dance, which was so cute, but also they were wearing his super adorable pink that was uh, cute. so that's it was the like, boots were there yeah my only question was honestly is how early was it because at one point abby's like okay we gotta go to gymnastics but then they get their backpacks and i'm like Did they go to the club before work and school like how early is this because i can barely get my kids up early enough to like get dressed before school i'm like hey pants pants <laughs> pants people that's an interesting question. I hadn't picked up on that. Maybe I, he picked them up from school, maybe? And so it was like, and then she was After going to take transition? them. transition? Yeah. And then she was going to take them to gymnastics? Okay. That makes more sense. Because I was like, really like, my mom, like, warning bells went off. I was like, how early is this? Because that's legit impressive. Yeah. If they got it that early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, the Abby is like, no wonder she wants Trace to be home because she is just like relaxing, letting him yeah. like, do everything. Like literally in one scene, he's like taking care of them, entertaining them, whatever, playing shoots and ladders. And she's just like hanging out, like, yeah. <laughs> having a drink, like playing out. Like I'm yeah. with her. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Cause it's all the, and whenever anybody jumps in, I'm like, yes, take my kids. Thoughts, I love them. I would die for them. Right. But yes, take them. Right. Take them for like 10 minutes. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Uh, so <laughs> um, we, we, we did find out, we got a little moment between Abby and Trace here where she was bemoaning the fact that he was going to be gone again and three months and everything. And it's going to come up again later, but three months is just not that long and like i had a major issue with later on in the episode when 
him and Kevin are talking and, and Kevin's like, yeah, I totally know what it's like to be gone. Like, I'm sorry, a deployment overseas yes. in the army is not the same as three Rachel. months on a band or like I wrote it down in my notes. I was like, uh, did he just tell Kevin he doesn't know what it's like to leave? Hello, <laughs> deployment. I was like, like what? those two things are not the same. Like one no. is getting to like you know, if your career and like you have phone access and like you couldn't die and one, you could die and you're in Iraq or Afghanistan, like they're not the same. Like that's no, not an appropriate analogy. Literally die. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was a mistake in the script. That was not okay in my mind. Yeah. So I, it took yeah. me away for a minute. I it legit, I was like, wait a minute did I just hear uh, uh, okay never mind <laughs> and I wrote it down all caps yeah. I was like no way spouses yeah. of singers do not make the same sacrifice <laughs> as spouses of soldiers let's just clear that up right now yeah, yeah. so that was <laughs> that was a mistake in the script so anyway okay so yeah then we do find out that Abby is a terrible dancer which was like okay good she's bad at something <laughs> she's so great at everything right so then we get into one of our favorite parts of when they're all in the kitchen and they're coming in and out and in and out i love those scenes and we have nell making muffins and her plan is that she's going to try to bribe the mayor with these muffins that's the plan it would work on me because <laughs> I love muffins and I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the public shaming with the cutout didn't work, then I'm guessing. <laughs> and <laughs> the one thing I, I mean, I, I guess I sort of wish that they had been able to somehow in Vancouver somewhere find a fountain that looked slightly older <laughs> this is nitpicking this is super <laughs> nitpicking but it's like a cement fountain it did right. not look that old it, it right. would have been if it had i don't know it just it didn't look like something that's like a prized possession that's worth changing the <laughs> the whole plans right. of city hall for but yeah anyway she's making these muffins and uh <laughs> and connor tries to take a muffin he gets scolded and so let's talk about let's talk about connor in this episode okay, okay so first of all it feels like none of the o'brien men are like gainfully employed because <laughs> all of them are evidently available at the drop of a hat to man the B and B to man the bookstore to right. man the you know the wishes table whatever. Um, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I actually had that thought. I was like, does they haven't even touched on Kevin working? Yeah, as a paramedic again, and Connor is supposedly working with his uncle, but we haven't seen that. And so, yeah, that yeah. it's kind of. <laughs> Odd. I appreciate it though. I appreciate seeing the old role reversal and that. Yeah. The dudes being able to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll take over your job. Thanks. Yeah. So Connor has uh, still all of this conflict sort of swirling around him, and he he goes to help uh, at the um, at the bookstore uh, to work at the bookstore. And there's some other scenes coming up with him. Starts out at the, you know, getting his muffin. And, uh, and, there, and there's all this conflict with Danielle, and, uh, which we'll talk about later on. But, and then we have Jess coming in. And I wrote on Twitter, I said, ah, the look when rich people head off to meet people slightly more rich. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i don't know it's just funny it was so like classic kind of soap opera kind of a thing with the pics you know and the and 
like I, I don't know it's just, it was I, I kept thinking of you know going to see crazy rich asians like except for in that movie she's actually like the daughter of a single mom <laughs> she's like a professor so right like they show up at at the pex summer home which is like eight homes put together in one giant but she's like oh my gosh this is this is their home and i'm thinking you guys live on like acres with like a big home with like a fairy garden and (laughs) your dad owns a plane and and y'all have an inn and a cabin and anybody who has a land trust in their family it's like what is going on here they have a golf cart that they drive around town in yeah like this is all this made me laugh that she were just like oh, and i'm like that house is probably like twice as your size but your house is humongous don't <laughs> right no yeah yeah so anyway this was this turned into this whole plot line turned into like classic hallmark which was hilarious and so we'll we'll talk about that see mick and kevin trying to man the bnb and (laughs) (laughs) first of all they seem to be like people are eating so like i don't think they're doing that bad of a job like they burn one thing it was cracking me up that and (laughs) kevin was getting so frustrated and i'm sorry i know this is nitpicky but he kept calling it cilantro. And I was like, (laughs) cilantro? Cilantro. Like, am I pronouncing it wrong? And I'm like, cilantro? Oh, no. It drove me crazy. How do I say it? Cilantro. No, I say cilantro. I say cilantro. Okay. I'm like, am I wrong? 40 years on this planet and I'm just now realizing (laughs) I say it wrong? Uh, yeah i mean really the only thing they messed up was the quiche and they had uh they had scones that were like looked fresh yeah scones are really hard to make yeah get like not be hockey puck so i and and like mick is he just the most chill human being on the planet all of a sudden yeah because the first season <laughs> you couldn't so get the chill. phone away from his ear and he just kept cutting everybody off i'm on the phone but i don't have time yeah. and now all of a sudden he's like whatever dude just you know i bake and i have baking yeah. muffins you know like oh, yeah it's just like yeah you, that's probably not wise to to renew your vows after 30 years of being apart but hey yeah you're my brother we're good like oh i inherited a boat to go with my plane but eh, i'm not gonna talk about it again because it's just like connor he'll figure it out i love the kid like (laughs) yeah yeah that's very 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 interesting not what i was expecting for his character this season so we'll see if if he gets any conflict but he just seems it's like he's like (laughs) again i I think megan should get a boyfriend he should get jealous there it is that would be really fun for sure get uh brie and jess coming up to the house and jess says what if we only had the bnb in common and my thought is jess <laughs> he sent you a letter when he could have called texted or emailed <laughs> right he fedexed you a letter yo <laughs> like that's not normal <laughs> and so like I, he's obviously interested in uh in this in this girl yeah yeah he had and then he opens the door and you see you see david uh carlo marx and he's looking as handsome as ever mm-hmm. and we get a i said on twitter i said well hello somebody paid attention to me and my podcast on more kissing <laughs> because this was quite a greeting yes it was it was full on like aerial you know <laughs> yeah right yeah and she got lifted up in the air and i was like yeah. see and this secretly i won't go into it now but this is one of my five i have a rating for hallmark men and it's five things and one of them is their ability to lift people and Ooh. he did it he passes so i'm gonna have to reevaluate some things and see if he gets in my top five now Ooh, I that's think all we- i'm gonna say for now I think we need to do a podcast on this five things. That sounds very interesting. It's very scientific. Yes. Yeah. Sounds very good. Uh, 
And let's just remind, remember here, these people had been separated, well, had no contact with each other for three days. Right. <laughs> what is going on here? Like, it's that's not very long. I mean, I know yeah. love, like, does crazy things to you, but <laughs> three yeah. days? What? They acted like they hadn't seen each other in, like, a year and a half. Right. Is that but that's also you. Because yeah. I think even now, if I saw, you know, if I, if I was separated from my husband, like, even when he was gone, I mean, that's also you, because there's no way I would jump. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Something on my lower half would explode trying to get off the ground, so no. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's you. true. That's fair. That's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. How old do you think that uh, Jess is supposed to be? I was gonna say like mid twenties, don't you think? And okay. I would think David, but like maybe like really late twenties or early thirties. Okay. Yeah, you know? probably. But because she's the youngest, right? Five, and we figure that. So yeah. So if if uh, Abby is like. I don't know, like 35. Right. Uh, then you have Kevin, 33. And then. Yeah. I'm going to write three, this down because I'm going to need 31. <laughs> and then Connor would be like 28. And Jess would be like 26. See, so, yeah, I feel like that works. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So yeah. <laughs> we figured that out. <laughs> Poor Megan, dude. That's a lot of kids in a short amount of time. It really is. I know. (laughs) Because my family, there's six kids in my family, but my mom kind of did it in two batches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because Because there's my older brother uh, who is, uh, he's 30, I mean, he's um, 40, and I'm uh, 37. And then my sister's 35. And then I have another sister that's 27 and a brother who's been on the podcast who is 21 and I have a sister that's 19. So <laughs> you gotta space them out. Yeah. Hey, I got, I got two for one. So after that, I was like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, we did get a really nice, uh scene between connor and megan uh here i think uh at the bookshop uh where uh she there was a lot of megan was really nice this episode she was there with connor talking to him about uh her talking to him about you know that she, she he deserved to be with Uh, somebody really special and uh you know because he's feeling sad about what happened with danielle and uh, i don't know there's some nice moments between them there was also there was nice moments with megan and connor megan and robin and megan and nell so she was just all over making people happy (laughs) i know and i just okay here i'm gonna get a little ridiculous i love her i love megan i love barbara niven playing megan i love everything about the whole scenario and she's honestly when it comes right down to it my favorite character in the series because i see so much potential of what where they could go with that Uh and i'm so interested in her entire backstory i i just i love everything about it i love the way she plays her barbara Niven plays her i love the way she comes across i just the whole thing is amazing and so this episode is really really fun because she got to you know shine in all those moments and i just love her yeah i do too and it's not just because i interviewed her because she is the best and if you haven't listened to her great one sorry (laughs) no it's true she's the best and uh i'll put a link down in the description if you haven't checked out that interview you should because she was just delightful and we and so it's not just because of that but she really is just such a warm lovely person uh i i would kind of like i'd like to see her having her own storylines and not just being sort of the uh the wise words and the you know the comfort to all these other characters so i'm hoping 
that we get to see some, like you're saying with maybe her meeting somebody or whatever, uh, because I, uh, you know, that would be, that would be nice. Yes. So. Yes. Team uh, Megan, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are, how are you feeling about the whole Robin thing? Like, are you warming up to it or do you still think it's pretty weird or? I just think it's the whole, the way it just kind of unfolded. Like it's just all of a sudden, like Thomas has a wife. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. But she has been gone and they're going to get back to that. I mean, I, I, I understand that it's a way to in, introduce the character into the story. And I love Tara Wathery. I love, yeah. love, love her. So I love her being on the show. I just thought, you know, when she first joined the show, I was like, well, this is kind of strange, but yes, I, I like her. Um, this episode, you know, I, I, I still, I guess what I'm trying to say is I fail to see where it's going, like what the purpose is, where it's going to go, like how her story is going to yeah. unfold into the broader sense of things. And so I'm just kind of like, okay. I, if we'll it wasn't Hallmark, I'd wonder if like she's going to end up leaving or something like that. But I, I feel right. like, oh, it's just going to be sort of a sweet, happy ending because it's Hallmark. But, um, but I, I don't know why they didn't just have her come back and they meet again and they start spending time together and they decide to get remarried why have right. them like it's so weird to have them supposedly have stayed married all of this time and uh, and lived in these older parts of the country it's just it's really odd yeah. and the fact that they kind of expect nobody to think that that's weird is very strange uh like <laughs> i don't know it's it's just a weird plot. I, I don't know what they were quite thinking, because I would feel like if, if they were to get remarried, like that would have all the same plot elements. Nell would still be concerned because, right. you know, this person who broke her son's heart, uh, and you know, you'd still have all the same problems that you'd have with right. this, but it would just be more logical. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Sense, so but they were looking through bridal magazines and having fun and and all Which this stuff very funny. yeah i was, was like are, are we really gonna do an actual wedding wedding because i feel like after a certain amount of time like even if i were to right now renew my vows with my husband i would not put on a full wedding again i'd be like yeah. let's backyard barbecue get a margarita <laughs> machine Okay, I can, I can deal with that. I have a little bit of, a, of an opinion when it comes to vow renewals. Like, right. I just feel like it's a little bit self-indulgent. Like, I can see, like, inviting, like, close family, whatever. Uh, but I don't know. Like, certainly people should not be expected to buy a present for a vow renewal. No. That's for sure. And secondly, like, I don't know. It just feels like you've had your party you we've celebrated your love once why are we doing it again like i don't know i just think it's weird and i mean like just have a party yeah have an anniversary you party you don't have to do the whole vow renewal but i don't know i think it's a weird thing but i'm yeah. single so what do i know um no, i'm with you i just i don't know i mean i I, and maybe this is where i come off a little strange because i'm not a big wedding person yeah me either period um but i i just I don't know. I think I would be very judgy if I was her friend and, and I was like, oh, you're planning a whole like, like bridal magazine planning a wedding. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because well, like you've already done that. And I don't know. It's to me, it's kind of like, it'd be kind of like I had a house, uh, warming party when I bought my house, my first yeah. house, I wouldn't do it for every house I bought, but it would be kind of <laughs> like me sending out a party invite for a housewarming party like this year and it's like no we already celebrated that we already did it <laughs> you're like but i painted the walls yeah, right. yeah. look <laughs> i'm still living in this house <laughs> well i would go to that party i'd be like oh, oh, cool oh thanks <laughs> i appreciate that um so yeah it hasn't fallen down party yeah <laughs> i'm still paying on it yay and i guess it's harmless as long as i don't have to buy a second present i'm not buying a second present right. for a second wedding that's not happening right. so here we go okay so 
Um, so then we get the next scene is Nell with the mayor. And I was trying to take this scene seriously, but I just could not because of that, that cutout was there. I she's in between them. Yeah. The whole time I'm just like laughing and I could it was so ridiculous. I thought it was funny, but what made me laugh the most was that when she took that muffin out of his mouth, like she reached over, he was about to bite it, and she just pulled it out of his mouth, and I was like, oh, she did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was hilarious. And, <laughs> and she basically explains to the mayor that this is the wishing, you know, wishing fountain, and that it means as much to him or it should mean as much to him as it does to her and she basically wins so yeah. Nell versus the mayor is done. I, I, I mean I it was it was cute because I liked I liked her involvement in it and her I think I put it on Twitter because all of the hats she so far had this season are oh, just yeah. and I'm like yeah but in the end I'm like maybe i missed the importance to her of the fountain maybe i kind of missed that part i i still don't understand i i don't understand either and like and what kind of dictatorship are they living in anyway that the mayor has that kind of power like the mayor doesn't get to decide these things it's decided by like a city council or right. i mean maybe in middleton where <laughs> mayor there mayor martha maybe she does but most towns <laughs> yeah. kind of a group decision and um i don't know it was fun it was harmless i enjoyed it yeah. but, but it was you're just supposed to it's supposed to be this tender moment and i was just dying laughing with that cut out there it's so ridiculous i like when he grabbed it and he stared at it. he's like he, he tucks it under his arm and he walks off and i'm like <laughs> If I would have been a town, like a person that lived in that town, I saw him, I'd have been like, get your, get a, get a picture. The yeah. mayor's carrying himself. Right. And uh, the the director or one of the producers, or <laughs> he responded to my tweet. He's like, I don't know who, I forget who the actor is. He's like, the only thing better than him is two of him. Like, yes, that's right. <laughs> it was so funny. We get, then we get that scene I was telling you about where Meg, where, we get that scene where Abby is just lazing it about why uh, Trace plays Shoots and Ladders with, uh, and you know what's so funny is I played Shoots and Ladders with my niece the other day and she kept trying to, she kept trying to cheat. I was like, yeah. like all of a sudden she would do like eight spaces to avoid the shoot. And I'm like, no, you rolled a, a five. You can't right. roll eight spaces. I saw that. And I'm like, it was just reminding me of that. I'm like, Come on, this is a simple game with simple rules. You're not, you should be, like, you should be a oh, yeah. which is so hilarious. And my kids cheated their way through it, but I'm super competitive. I'm like, uh-uh, yeah, back right. it up. You did not know. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. That's not just my um, kids. Yeah. No, so. no, it's all kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is when we first hear about the snipe hunt. So, when you were a child, did you ever hear about snipes? I did not. I go to snipe hunt. I'm from Texas, but I'm from the city of Texas, so oh, okay. not country Texas, so uh -huh. no, I did not hear about snipes. Well, in my experience, snipes are really only a thing in Boy Scouts. Maybe <laughs> they do it in Girl Scouts, too, but I doubt it. They're probably too civilized for that. <laughs> The, this they'll a lot of times it's a kind of an initiation or something like that for the young boy scouts that like camp gotcha and yeah. the the older boy scouts will send them on a on a snipe hunt and uh so my dad is like mr scoutmaster and so that was sort of how i ended up hearing about snipe hunts and <laughs> so you knew about it before the show oh like, yeah 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 and I, so I, I tweeted out, I said, so the snipe story clearly proves that Trace is an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yes. so I think that's, that's definitive at this point because, but at least for me, like Boy Scouts right. and snipe hunts are just, 
one in the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was fun. That was cute. It uh, was a cute scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get probably one of the best scenes in the history of Chesapeake Shores. We have Jess and David. He's made her birthday cake with all these candles. She's wearing pink. He's uh, wearing a blue sweater and trousers. And and they have this 16 candles moment. What do you think of that? It was everything I wanted and more. I legit squealed in my room and I probably scared the neighbors. I was just like, oh, it's happening. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was amazing. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Like again, though, I feel like as I'm older, I look at stuff like that and I'm just like, how did you get on that table without killing yourself? But you, (laughs) well, and those candles lasted a long time. I was starting to be like getting a little anxious because I'm like, they got to blow them out. (laughs) It's been a long time. They were getting like, you know, about, about an inch. And, uh, but it was great. If, if we had waited to our best kisses podcast, I think this would probably make the cut of the top kisses in Hallmark history. It was great. It was really cute. Yeah. I mean, not only because it was such an obvious homage to a classic film, but it was just really sweet and lovely and adorable. Well, I just like it when she said again, and he's like, really? And she's like, yes. And he indulges her, and he just knows that that's her, and that she's just that way. And he, of course, does it, and he does it all again. And they're, like, kind of giggling through it, and it was just super, super cute. Yeah, it was. It It was really romantic, and it was really sweet. And uh, so... Uh, they did a really good job and it was really lucky that none of his uh cranky family came in <laughs> i thought about that and then i was like well, wait a minute there's probably like 67 rooms in that house so they're probably on a wing away from everybody else and nobody yeah. noticed what they're doing so <laughs> yeah. yeah probably uh so the next scene that we see is them eating breakfast and what was your sort of initial impression of these parents of his parents uh agenda yeah. i after a certain level of money and this is terrible for me to say but i feel like everybody has an agenda uh-huh. and i was like there is something brewing here and i saw y'all's tweet and i legit was like are y'all in my mind because all i could think about was the food and how people with money have the best food and then y'all said it on twitter i was like oh my god yeah 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 i said rich people have the best breakfast and this is very true because yeah when you're poor you eat like cereal (laughs) at best (laughs) eggs maybe if you've got it yeah and, and they like have wedding crushers when remember in wedding crushers they're all rich and they go and there's that giant spread and he takes that giant i'm like food that's all i kept looking at <laughs> i always I mean, i am a huge fan of the nanny show and yeah. one of things i always loved is is the the like the particularly the breakfast i think i feel like that's the meal they showed the most <laughs> the nows would make and of course she's there and her like pretty little cute outfits and and uh and i was like oh this looks so delicious those breakfasts. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I wish i was super rich and someone made me breakfast every morning that would be my dream come true for real fresh fruit mm. juice mm, yum breakfast is everything i could eat it three times a day so yeah agreed i am yeah. so <laughs> that was interesting and i don't know they were just classic hallmark evil rich people like not evil but super snotty super judgy whatever there was not a whole lot of nuance to their character (laughs) and uh and yeah and then we also find out in the sort of i think around this time that uh that brie tells jess that the lead character in her book is actually brie and not jess and what did you think about all that I I liked it because I kind of felt like Brie was also letting herself admit it to herself, like yeah. letting her come to terms with it. But I also felt like it kind of highlighted to Jess, like, hey, you know, I know it feels like you're the only one that has a 
a big issue with the mom because you were the youngest when she left, so it left a bigger impression on you. But in the end, you're not the only one whose mom left. You're not the only one that had issues and that had problems stemming from it. And so the fact that Jess read so much into it, like as herself, I'm like, (sighs) I think it kind of highlighted the fact that she realized maybe she was a little being a little selfish about it all so yeah yeah I think so So. and and I I I think she never realized that uh that they were so similar in that way right yeah I agree with you it was a nice moment yeah and I you know I think that she should be able to I'm sure it's hard to have stuff like that uh out there but in the end I think she should be able to write a book. <laughs> she should be able yeah. to. Uh, so, um, and then we had a cute moment between Megan and Nell in the bookstore uh, where she talks about, they talk about Robin and uh, whether Nell can forgive Robin. And, uh, and that was a nice moment, I thought. Yeah, it was. I just, I, I'm not sure what it is that Robin is supposed to have done other than not divorce her son and not live in the same state as him yeah i don't, I I don't know because they make it seem like well because of robin this and, and i'm almost like i thought it was a mutual thing that they split up and that they're trying again but this episode i got the feeling that there was something that happened and i'm like i was kind of thrown off by that so i mean yeah. get, as a mom you're gonna side with your kid and not the person who married into the family but yeah i thought it was kind of strange yeah i mean i don't know i think she's just really nervous Uh, i mean it's hard it's hard not to be sort of sympathetic because this the arrangement and the relationship is so weird yeah like yeah i can kind of see why nell is kind of like flustered and upset and whatever (laughs) but you know she basically says like i can forgive but i just don't want you know my Sunday continue to be hurt so uh so then we have the scene that was not my favorite between Kevin and Connor Kevin comes in and says hey I'm sorry I should have just left it alone but I was just trying to look out for you and and then Connor's like but but what you're a terrible at apologizing you were totally like I'm just like Connor what's wrong come on you're losing yeah. you're losing i love connor but come on like this is ridiculous yeah. like i don't know why kevin just doesn't say what would you do if right. sarah if you saw sarah cheek kissing another person uh what would you do you you would not tell me like that's right. terrible like of course she would tell me but, like, he's just being kind of a brat. Like, what's up with Connor? Yeah, I just felt like he was really mad at himself because I was like, dang, who are you legit mad at? Because it's not Kevin. And whatever yeah. it is that he's really upset about, he's just taking it on Kevin because it seems like it's the easiest target at this point just to throw it all on him. But I don't even think he's that mad about Danielle, which we find out later in the episode because he's like, yeah this one should be happy so it's obviously not legit danielle there's something else there whether it's his dad or whether it's and uncertainty about his future his job i don't know but he definitely wasn't mad at kevin he just took it out of him and yeah he, he did he it was, wearing a cardigan <laughs> he did. that's right he was being very immature and it's like come on it's kind of like what his dad said when he told him like you're a grown man like i you want to come at me then come at me because you're grown up and i'm gonna treat you like anybody else and right i mean he should be glad that like he should be glad that he has family that's looking out for him and he certainly should be glad that he has a dad who's willing to like make all of this go away some by some (laughs) what and he's still mad at people like everyone around him is like trying to like make amends and he's like no i shun you and i'm like (laughs) Like, are you are you mad that people are being bigger people than like I don't I don't get it and I, I I'm with you I really like Connor as a character um I see a lot of myself as a kid in him like when I was yeah. younger as him so I'm like yes but yeah like 
th that scene, although it played out very well, they it was really tense. And for a minute there, I was like, okay, settle down, guys. But yeah, and yeah. since we have determined today that he's like 28 years old, he should know better. <laughs> right, you're right. He is 28. It's right. just a done deal now. Yeah. But, <laughs> Side note, seriously though, his his clothes have changed since the first season and they put him in two cardigans, this one zip up, one button. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that he pulls it off because in real life he's a very attractive person. Right. But as a character, I'm like, I need not to look at a dude I think is attractive in cardigans yeah. when you're twenty-eight. Yeah, agreed. So. Like he is usually somebody who is wearing suits and stuff and i guess they're trying to show that he's like working for thomas or whatever even though he spends all the time at the bookstore and at the inn but um do you like muffins from now yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah he you would think that he would be sort of a little bit slicker it's a little frumpy what they yeah, because in new york he was like all flashy and stuff and maybe that's what they're trying to show but i don't i was like it just it dawned on me on this episode and i'm like Okay, this is like, now I'm going to sidetrack real quick here. I won't okay. take long. No, you're fine. But in Twilight, yes, because I have to bring it back to Twilight as well. <laughs> yes. They dress like high school students. And then right. in New Moon, all of a sudden, Edward is in this long, drabby <laughs> grandpa coat yes. and all these long, like, old clothes. And I'm like, he is still, I mean, I know when he's like 108, but he's still a 17-year-old dude, like, trapped forever. And I was like, they Ed, they new mooned him. They new mooned Connor, and they put him in. That's true. That's very true. They kind of did, like, and I, yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Like, like Kevin is looking way better as far as clothing. Uh, he wears shirts very well. That's all I'm gonna say. His t-shirt selections are the perfect size. Agreed. And congratulations. <laughs> Like, they've got better costuming on on mick i would say yeah. mick looks more younger <laughs> yeah i don't know what's going on uh, and uh but andrew francis manages to still make him look attractive like you're saying uh, yeah andrew francis but i agree right. with you that he's and just coming off as kind of bratty and kind of uh kind of frumpy what's going on i don't know if he's just trying to be too much like thomas or what is happening but um, i don't know but yeah, then okay. we get the scene where all of a sudden the two little girls become characters in a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> they've been like so sweet and so great and he like is taking them to the beach but then he's the grace is like oh look there's a really strong like tide i don't want you to go in there and they're like why our dad lets us go in there <laughs> he's like well i need to keep you safe and you're not you can't do that and it's like well it's not like you're our dad anyway <laughs> like they really did look like kids in a horror movie to me right which i actually laughed at that because yeah. i mean it, it's such a kid thing it's such a true kid thing to say and there are times when i'm out with my kids and their friends and it's just me and they're like well my mom and i'm like i pulled it official uh your mom ain't here first of all <laughs> second of all i'm like listen and what happens if something happens to you and then i gotta go to your mom and tell her hey something happened to you yeah that's not gonna happen so yeah. shush we're doing this you know yeah. and it's i i can totally understand trace it's a very very difficult place to be in when yeah. it's not your kids but you care yeah. and you're just like <laughs> at the same time kids are mean dude my kids tell me stuff all the time they're like why do you look like that and i'm like i don't know because i had like, you yes <laughs> like, like nonsense all day, the time the other day i told one of my daughters i was like you're so cute and she's like well yeah because your time is over and you can't be cute anymore so i am and i was like oh. <laughs> thanks go to your room missy wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> like kids are just say whatever <laughs> yeah yeah did you ever have a uh like a step parent growing up or anything like that no no my yeah. my parents are actually still married going yeah, on 40 too. some odd years yeah 
Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Mine as well. And so (laughs) I never had to deal with that, but I certainly had a huge extended family. So I had lots of times with aunts and uncles and, and, um, people like that, that, uh, and I'm sure I did my fair share of bratty, bratty moments. That's for sure. Uh, but, um, I don't know. It was just such a contrast. Even their hairstyles were like totally different than they had been the rest of the yeah. rest of the the episode. It was just like all of a sudden they've become a, a like children of the corn or something like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Uh, so, though. <laughs> but to Trace's credit, I mean, he was just nailing it this whole episode. Like he was like, yeah. oh, "Sorry, you got to listen to me." <laughs> he didn't, which was what he should be doing. So I'm like, "Good for yeah. you, dude. It sucks." And I don't care how mad my kids get at me when I'm like, uh, no, because it's dangerous. Get mad about it. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we were back at the house with Bree and Bree gets to meet, uh, the sister, David's sister. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've seen that girl in a lot of Hallmark stuff and, yes. <laughs> and she is very frustrated with her family and, she has put in all the work into the business and her and Brie have like sort of a, I said, yes, rich people swapping dysfunctional family <laughs> stories is my favorite. Uh, and so we find out that she is wanting to take over for the company that she has put in all the work and all that stuff. So there, and then we go back and we see Danielle and Connor are talking and Danielle is like looking at the ground like the whole time. And I mean, I kind of felt like, well, maybe since none of us realized that they were exclusive, maybe she didn't realize they were exclusive either. Wait a minute. Why? Yeah, no. And uh, that's basically kind of what happened. And he was like, wait, are you seeing another person? What's going on? And she, I don't know, she basically says, I'm not ready for this uh kind of situation so they break up like the cardigans <laughs> she didn't like the cardigans you get more mick being chill at the b&b just chilling out with kevin hanging out <laughs> baking yeah <laughs> and speaking of fashion what did you think of jess in the high-waisted pants are you pro I, or con for tiny people like her do it up my niece came to visit me and she is a swimmer and a volleyball player so she's super super tiny and she was so ecstatic that she found some high-waisted shorts while we were in the city and uh-huh. I was like hey, girl you can pull it off <laughs> me after two kids and being over 40 <laughs> listen it ain't pretty ain't happening I mean, that is a fashion that I thought is, would n- never come back. It's so unflattering, even for her. <laughs> like, it's just not, it like ma- focuses you right on your belly and like just makes you look wide. And like, she's beautiful, so she can pull it off like Connor and the Cardigans. But, like, <laughs> I think she would have looked better in like normal waisted pants. Right. And I was like, are those specific riding pants? And that's why they're so tall. But I know that that's like the fashion now is the high-waisted pants. But it, it for me, it just, because it makes the top part of your body just look like this, this big. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm very get off my lawn with clothes these days. Because I'm like, <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, it, I'm not a fan. I'll just say that. Yeah. But, you know, hey, if you, if you wear it, own it. <laughs> And there you go. Um, so yeah, and we also find out that his parents play polo, which is the like they they might as well just like have a badge that says I'm a snob. Like if you <laughs> you are a snob, there's no right way, right or wrong about it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we also find out, I think somewhere around here, that his father has been sick. I mean, I guess that's why he went in the first place to go help. Yeah. Is he'd been sick. So, um, and uh, we get more Mick mellowness with Mick and Trace drinking a beer, hanging out. Um, and that, that's kind of a nice scene between the two of them. Yeah. They're like the heroes of this family right now. Mm-hmm. I just had to die laughing when 
when uh, she is, so Jess is walking by David's room and she like, I don't know, it was just so like classic Hallmark business is evil kind of thing. Cause like, I don't know, it was just, it was like, ooh, he said like the evil words, like capital expenditure. <laughs> it's like, oh no, he's being taken by business. This is terrible. And she's very upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because pretty much like, I don't know, the Mistletoe Promise and like Unleashing Mr. Darcy are like the only... <laughs> movies for hallmark that have like a good person of business oh you're right yeah so uh you can't use words like capital expenditure and be a hero in hallmark like, that's not and she realized it she was like oh, he's yeah. turned <laughs> like oh my gosh he's not but i felt like she was just well first of all that mom sure did lay a trap she's like oh well let me just i was gonna take you to him this afternoon i'm like take like no one's allowed to freely explore the house. You must be taken from room to room. Like you can't go visit people. Like it made it seem like, well, you can't see David unless we say you can see him and I will take you to him. And I yeah. feel like she did it on purpose to let him, to let her see him in his element, you know, doing his little business speak or whatever, talking about what TPS reports or whatever it was. And, <laughs> like, yeah, like whatever it was. And you know, and I felt like she was just like, I don't think she realized, like, I think she knew that there was the peck David once she found out, like, who he was and that OE was, like, super smart and had all this stuff. And then she knows him as, like, quiche David. Yeah, and quiche David. In the next scene, she's yeah. weepy. <laughs> but I don't think she realized, I don't think she put the two together, like, for yeah. real. Like, I don't think she actually realized, oh, he's, like, super smart and he left all that behind to come cook eggs in yeah. fancy ways at my inn and yeah. i think it just hit her like holy crud yeah 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 it i mean it definitely did i laughed just because it was just so archetypal so hallmark. of uh, hallmark <laughs> that it was funny to me but but it's not like it's totally irrational her behavior but like especially for a young person because she is realizing that he is he has this different side to him but it was a little over the top which is just yeah. she's over the top but right. i just thought it was really funny there were, they were like how many sort of buzzwords they could throw out they were like "Ooh, uh-oh <laughs> yeah he's, and he said it so naturally he's all leaning back he's like well he's got the pen he's like what yeah, i think we gotta like, check on the capital expenditures and it's like oh no dang. he's a goner yeah. <laughs> um yeah she's very upset and and then we get uh, scene, a nice scene between Robin and Nell, where they kind of make up, and she now asks Robin to for them to get married he, in Chesapeake Shore, not to get married, remarried, whatever, in a uh, Bali. So, uh, or maybe they'll do both. Who knows? Yeah, two weddings, <laughs> like marrying Mr. Darcy. Why not? Right, hey. Then we get this super tense dinner. Uh, and I love super tense dinners with like rich people that always just makes me, I don't know, they're like the best. Dad makes this announcement that, and the, the daughter is of course waiting for him to announce that she's going to be the next CEO. And then he announces, oh, well, David is going to be the next CEO. And I kind of, you know, it's like strange to me because first of all, if this is a major corporation, it has to be decided by the board, not by, right. not by him. But whatever, we can forget that. That's nitpicking. But also, like, I don't understand sort of the rationale of like if your daughter is prepared, is it he's just sexist? Like, yeah, I think that's what they're aiming at, which yeah. is so that's <laughs> super lame. Uh, <laughs> and it's not like so. Jess is freaking out, but it's not like David can be forced. He's a grown man and an adult who clearly already stuck out his independence to become a chef and go to right. culinary school, unless he was like lying about that. Unless they're going to at some point reveal like, well, then you don't get any more support from us because, you know, for we find out at some point what last season that 
you know, Jess sometimes pays him, sometimes doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, how do you afford living? Like, how, oh, and you pay for all the groceries? What? And so I'm sure he's getting a lot of financial support from his parents yeah. and they could pull that trigger where, which, you know, that would, it, it is what it is, but I, uh, we've seen that a hundred times. So I'm kind of hoping it's not going to be that easy where it's just like, well, then fine, you don't get your inheritance or you don't yeah. get your $37,000 a month, whatever it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That could be true. But I hope in the end that they just end up having the best person to fill the job, which is obviously the daughter and ridiculous to, to not give her the job. And it was pretty (laughs) great with like the quiche gets laid down on the table and it's like, That was such a rich person power move to make the dish that you, ooh, I was like, she's like on Emily Gilmore level. Like, good. good. It was really, really good. So that was a fun moment. And uh, so then the last, uh, the end of the episode is uh, all of the family that's home uh, taking the girls on a snipe hunt. And I have to say, as the daughter of a scoutmaster, you would not use all those noisemakers to get a snipe. <laughs> it would scare them all away. <laughs> so, but that was really cute. That was a lot of fun. And I liked Kevin in that scene. Yeah. It was where he's really like, cute. man, he gets roped. He's like, huh. And then he's like, oh, the mix, like, well, as long as we stay together, he turns around, he's not there. He's like, oh. <laughs> it's, Kevin cracks me up in that scene. It was yeah, really funny. That was really, really funny. Uh, so yeah, I think for me, the highlight of the episode was the birthday cake scene for sure. And, uh, for me, the low light was all of the Connor acting immature stuff. (laughs) I hope they, I hope that, I hope they don't do that anymore. (laughs) It's not my favorite. Right. I mean, I know that he has to be flawed in order to grow and develop as a character. I get that, but I don't know. It was just a little much. This episode. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Would you agree, would you agree, or do you have different highlights, little lights? Um, the highlight it was a well, I can't be a tie because that sixteen candles <laughs> was really amazing. Good. But right under it, like super super close to it, was um, the scene between Jess and Bree in that bedroom. That was. Yeah, that was amazing because nice. it took me a full like 10 seconds to actually process what they were talking about because I was just staring at that bedroom and I was like, wow. Um, yeah. But, you know, just I really over the last, you know, couple the last two seasons, I just really love their connection. And uh-huh. when they're fighting, yeah. it kind of stinks. But I like that they have this like gritty, almost like dynamic. But it was really sweet the way they came together. And then she gave her a bottle of olive oil yeah that was really nice and i did also just really like everything with trace like he's just he's he i know a lot of people don't like him but for me he was stand-up guy this episode <laughs> I, was pr- I was proud me of him too. i um, feel bad because it's not that i don't it's not that i don't not like him i do like him i just i just got into their love story sorry mm-hmm. trabby people <laughs> I love you. If they'd gotten a better name, would you would you have been more in favor? Not Travis. Because I just well, it just seems like I don't know. It, their only conflict is that he's on tour, which is his literal job, and that she yeah. left her job in the big city to spend more time with her kids and her family, and then they they legit jumped into a relationship that went super serious, super fast, and now she has all these expectations, and he's like trying to do all this stuff and i don't know it's just yeah it's it's for me it's the least interesting conflict even though i enjoy it uh-huh i get it i can see that i mean i'm curious if we're gonna see douglas again like again a lot of the conflict they started in that first episode is now just gone uh but um you know but oh we did find out that abby might come with him for just his smaller bit of tour because the girls are going to um be with their dad so well, i need to live on chesapeake shores where apparently you can just take off work and go work at other jobs <laughs> yeah, I know. all over i know uh it's a good life <laughs> <laughs> and i guess megan has no is she work at the bookstore is that her like official job 
I guess, but I'm like, weren't you like trying to start the events thing with the city? Like, wasn't she like oh, yeah. the event yeah. coordinator and making awesome posters and stuff? Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. So, anyway, it was pretty fun. I think this was a pretty good episode. And, uh, I, I think that uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing what they do next. We'll see what happens. And uh, hopefully, they'll get rid of the cardigan. <laughs> no more cardigans. I feel bad because I feel like I'm picking on him in real life, and I'm not. I, no. no, we all agree. Andrew Francis is. Andrew Francis, you're very attractive, and you have unicorn hair, which is amazing. I don't know yeah. what you do to it, but those cardigans, sir. Agreed. We okay. agree. So there you go. That was the episode. So if you're listening, let us know what you thought of the episode of the different moments. There was kind of a lot going on. It was a pretty busy episode. And uh, so let us know what you liked, didn't like. And uh, yeah, that'll be really fun. And thanks so much, Lisa, for joining me to talk about this. This was a lot of fun. Yes, of course. Yay. <laughs> so where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Gone Hallmark. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And this uh, week for the podcast, we had our interview with Autumn Reeser on Monday, which is so exciting. And then on uh, just yesterday, we had our podcast with Elisa from Best Forever's uh, uh, podcast, where we talked all about friendship. It was really fun and we talked about the movie the seven-year hitch so definitely check that one out that one was really fun to do and uh this weekend on hallmark channel we have uh, another garage sale mystery and we have autumn's movie season for love so lots of things and a new episode of chesapeake shore so lots of things to look forward to and so let us know again what you thought make sure you're following the podcast at hallmarkies pod on instagram twitter other social media and if you can put in your reviews we've noticed we've gotten quite a few new reviews in the last two months and we really appreciate that on itunes because then more people can find us so thank you very much uh, and please please put in your reviews and uh thanks again and we will talk to you all next week bye bye <laughs>